Hey, Reach Paramount, welcome to our podcast. We really hope this message encourages and challenges you as you walk with the Lord every day. Enjoy this message. Listen, boys, we're going to grant some demons up out of here. I want you to understand that you've established a dominion in this place for signs, wonders, and miracles. Your Father in heaven inhabits the praises of his people. You are his people. You are his children and the sheep of his pasture. And the Bible says bringing praise unto him, making joyful noises unto him. I want you to understand God loves noise. All you cute folks, you better recognize something here. You are in the presence of the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. And the word of the Lord says when you come before God, you don't come with your lips zipped. You come with thanksgiving in your heart. You come with praise in your spirit. You come with a song in your mouth. Hallelujah. I don't know about you, but I never went into a silent nightclub in the world. God says, I don't want you to be silent in my presence. I want you to throw up your hands. I want you to sing hallelujah. Hey, I throw up my hands. That's got to come out of your spirit. My God. Oh, 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 oh. Maybe some of you come from a religious background. And I understand. But that is not praising God. Have you ever been to a Laker game? Ever been to a Raider game? Oh, I'm in the wrong, I'm in the wrong city. Ever been to a Rams game? You ever been to a concert? I don't care if it's Marari, Kerry, Kerry, who, it doesn't matter. You've been there. And people would praise and magnify. The sports figure, I, I've never seen a day like it all my life. We can shout for our sports figures, our entertainers, but we can't shout for Jesus. And, and when a bald-headed preacher comes in from out of town and say, throw up your hands and shout, y'all looking at me cross-eyed. I'm not speaking Chinese. The Bible says on the day of Pentecost, they were in one place, in one accord, Everybody was shouting, everybody, what is your excuse? Let everything that has breath praise the Lord. Praise him, hallelujah. Throw up your hands, shout hallelujah, shout glory, shout I love you, shout I worship you. receive your healing the healer is here you are in the anointing you are in his presence you're not struggling there's no condemnation to them that are in Christ Jesus you are in the anointing you are in the your healings here your deliverance here your breakthroughs here the mercies here forgiveness here his love is here his love is unconditional God's not tripping on you the only one's tripping on you is the devil 
somebody that can take your nothing and make it something. In the beginning, the Bible didn't say it wasn't nothing. In the beginning, the Bible says the word, hallelujah, was in the beginning. You got to understand you don't have nothing, hallelujah. God takes your nothing and he makes it a word. God takes your nothing and he makes it joy. God takes your nothing and he makes it peace. God takes your nothing and he heals your body. God takes your nothing and I want you to understand that the presence of the Lord is here to take your nothing and make it something. I need about 10 people to lift your hands and shout hallelujah. One more time. Let's sing it. Come on. of somebody that's been healed right now just you, you know that you've been healed you've been touched by the power of God just through your worship see worship is not about entertaining worship is about loving your God and David said bless the Lord oh my soul and all that's within me bless his holy name here's the key and forget not all his benefits a benefit is something to profit you the bible says healing is the children's bread you don't we don't come to church to be sensational we just receive what god already has for us we think we got to do spiritual kung fu for people to receive the healing what's up receiving the wall your hands out walk in healing if your hands out walk in the blessing how can you not be healed if Christ is in you how can you not be delivered if Christ is in you how can you not be free if Christ is in you how can you not be in revival if Christ is in you I didn't come to be deep I just come to confirm what's already here God's presence is so awesome in this building in this room in your hearts because you know how to usher in the presence of the Lord you've got something that a lot of churches don't have you've got a people that know how to magnify God and David said oh come and magnify the Lord with me I don't want to praise God for my, by myself but give me two give me three give me 300 that know how to praise God and we'll move the city of Paramount like it's never been moved before. So come on my soul. Don't you get shy on me
presence of the Lord, I feel God's glory. You guys thought the wrong preacher here. Because I got an attitude. Look at your neighbor and say, I got an attitude problem. Not with you, but with the devil. Anybody got an attitude problem with the devil? Every time the devil try to mess with me, I get an attitude. You know what the devil hates? He hates when you praise your God. He hates it. So let's make the devil mad. Let's make the devil, the devil been messing with your marriage, messing with your job, messing with your children, messing with your health. And, and you think you're going to be quiet? David said, why am I feeling cast down in my emotions and my desires and my intellect when I got God? I got hope in God. Tell your neighbor, my hope is in God. God's not tripping on how you dress, how you look, how you smell. The only thing God wants is obedience. And all he says, let everything that has breath praise the Lord. Oh, you're some beautiful looking folks. Y'all just look so cute and so fine. Your hair's all together. You, you got on your Sunday's best. You look like you've been saved all week long and no evil you have done. But ain't nobody in this church better than anybody in this church. We're all family. One Lord, one faith, one baptism, one church. Your victory is my victory. Your success is my success. Tell your neighbor, we're not in competition. I'm just trying to motivate you to magnify the Lord with me. Can you imagine David? Here he is on the backside of the desert, tending sheep, killing bears and killing lions. Like some of you do on your jobs. You be dealing with so much stuff. And then David comes to church on a Sunday morning. Let's just say Sunday morning. And he comes to church and he sees people just sitting there like a lump on a log, knowing what you've been going through. That's why David wrote a pen. He penned this song. He says, I was glad. Hallelujah. I've been working too hard, fighting too many demons. But when I come to church, I get excited because I got some like minded folks. All you dry folks, you can stay dry. And I'm not trying to be cute with my words. I don't care if you don't like me. When God has done something good for you, you ought to shout about it. If God's been blessing you, if God has prospered you, if God has healed your body, I don't care if he healed your body 10 years ago. Since when do you lose your praise? And when do you lack the fact that you have a testimony? And it's not because of you. It's only the goodness of Jesus and only the blood of Jesus that sets you free. You should never lose your testimony. That's why the Bible says we overcome sometimes you got to remember where he's bought you from I've seen some of your videos I know where you come from guns being pointed in your face and dealing with murder charges and everything gangsters and not pranksters and God set you free and now you're going to look like a dignitary like a, like a politician get saved and all of a sudden we look so dignified now. Oh, 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 but lights come on. You ain't all that. And who is this guy telling me I'm not all that? Because we're not. All of our righteousness is filthy rags. Let 
enemies as but you can work as hard as you want to and you'll never mount up hallelujah that's why his grace is sufficient i'm shouting in his grace i'm shouting in his mercy i'm shouting in the fact that he saved me and set me free anybody got a testimony do you remember where he's brought you from look where he's brought me from he's brought me out of darkness somebody wave your hands into his marvelous life already excited. Hallelujah. It don't take much. Thank you, worship team. Turn your Bibles to the book of James. Let's teach a little bit on intimacy. We give honor to God. We give honor to this very fine pastor and his lovely wife, Lethe. Pastor Omar, if we go way back, some of you young folk looking at me, Pastor Omar knew me when I had a jerry curl. This was the first English church I preached in 30 plus years ago, 32 years ago. Dennis was here. We go way back. 32 years ago. Hmm. <laughs> so I just said, and you're still here? Yes, I'm still here. <laughs> and I remember a little young man that had a passion for God that had the spirit, the impartation of his father and the Lord, Pastor Mike Neville. Some of you don't know who Mike Neville is, but this man of God was a history maker and a world shaker. Incredible signs, wonders, and miracles. God used this man to pioneer churches all over the country and parts of the world. But there's only a, a few of them that really caught Pastor Mike Neville's anointing. And your pastor was one of them. Jesus says, when you see me, you see the Father. When I see Pastor Omar, I see a duplication of everything that Mike Neville has done. I see a fellowship raising up, sitting hundreds of men and women. You're not just here to be cute. God's discipling you, equipping you, because some of you got a city you're going to conquer. This is a church planting vision. And you guys are going to reach so many souls for the kingdom of God. Are you excited about that? And I remember he came here and he took over this ministry and Dennis Dobb was here. And what was the name of that band you guys had? Buddy Holy and the Holy Rollers. Hallelujah. They were singing stuff like, wish they all can be Holy Ghost filled. And God began to do things, send men and women from the east, from the west, from the north, from the south. And now we fast, we fast forward, and he's celebrating, what, 35 years of ministry, 32 years of ministry here. But 35 years of ministry, he's been in ministry 35 years, and 40 years of marriage. And he still looked like a little baby to me. And he's, go, he's gonna be 60 years old. What is that? That's longevity. That's integrity. Listen, you don't have an excuse. God didn't bring you to a church where there's a novice here. This man is seasoned and experienced. He's not preaching to you book knowledge. He's preaching to you experience. And God's placed you in a place where you can trust this vision. Let me tell you this, if anybody speaks against this vision, 
kick them out. Because you can't bring division to this vision. If you're not in all the way, Jesus says a house divided against itself cannot stand. Find you a place where you fit in if you don't fit in. But you got to go all the way in this thing. In order for you to receive everything that God has for you, you've got to sell out. Man, I'm teaching already. You can't be one foot in and one foot out. Well, I come to church this Sunday and then I'll miss three Sundays. And then come to church looking at the pastor crazy because of your inconsistency. The Bible says we commit to faithful men. Well, why didn't you call me? No, you're supposed to call us. When you take off work, what do you do? You call your boss. When you miss church and don't get a call, you get an attitude. Well, nobody loves me. I can't find no friends. He that wants friends first throw himself friendly. Oh, y'all don't like me already. I, I hear you right now. Go back to that song, preacher. Don't, don't, don't expose me. No, listen. This is the most freest place that you can be right here. Nobody's really tripping. We, we always think that people are tripping on us. She, she doesn't like me because she looked at me crazy. That's a spirit of imagination. Ain't nobody hating on you. We trying to touch God. And the devil got you twisted. Look, I don't like the way, I don't like the way this preacher sounds. He sounds like my father used to sound when he used to rebuke me. I ain't trying to rebuke you. I'm trying to edify you. But see, the devil lies. So you got to cast down imagination and every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God. I know some of you say, I, I'm glad I came to the nine o'clock service because you only have so much time. <laughs> We are family. Somebody say, we family. Sometimes family get upset with each other, and sometimes family do things that we don't like, but we're family. You don't divorce from your family. You don't talk about your family. I guess every now and then, when your sister make you mad or your brother make you mad. But come on, we family. That's why this church is so blessed. Everybody I talk to in this church, God has worked miracles, signs, and wonders in the realm of provision. Every church, whether I go to San Antonio, whether I go to Hubble, whether I go to, uh, um, uh, I want all, to all the churches in San Antonio or Texas. So like all my exes live in Texas. <laughs> this network has birthed so many wonderful prosperity preachers. When I say prosperity preachers, I'm not talking about Rolls Royces and mansions. I'm talking about men and women doing the will of God and the vision is prospering. And it prospers because God has birthed men of intimacy. Once again, when you see the son, you see the father. And one of the things about your pastor, Pastor Omar, the ingredient, the main ingredient that he has that a lot of preachers don't have is intimacy with God. Because his attitude has always been, if it's just me and God, hallelujah. If I just walk with him and talk with him and worship him, everything that he promised, he's going to bring it to pass. 
So you come to a place of understanding that there is a place that you can go where no man has gone before. Look at your neighbor and say, there's a place that you can go. Deeper than Paul, deeper than the apostles, deeper than Moses. Listen, God has not set a limit on how deep you can go in his presence. The problem is, a lot of people don't want to go deep. Jesus is the one that sanctifies you. Jesus is the one that glorifies you. Jesus is the one that fills you. Watch this. He that hungers and thirsts after righteousness shall be filled. We got this thing twisted. Watch this. We got it so twisted. Well, we think... Today, I've never seen a day in all my life where people need deliverance in church. Now, I understand the deliverance movement, and we've been a part, but I've never seen, what, what, how long you been saved? And you still need deliverance? Some of you just got a whole lot of drama. Because if you want it bad enough, hallelujah, you don't need no man to lay hands on you. Stand up, my brother, please. We're going to do a drama right here. Just a little drama right here. Stand behind them, my brother. We're going to do a drama right here. This is what you see a lot of times. Some of y'all see it on these reels and stuff. When I kick my feet, I want you to fall down. I never seen like preachers just sensational. Watch it. I'm going to run by and watch it fall. He's got so much glory on him. No, the glory is supposed to be in you. Know ye not that your bodies are the temple of the living God? I don't need nobody to blow on me, nobody to lay hands on me. I tabernacle the presence of God on the inside of me. And so now we got, you, you did all that. And, and I don't think like you got a demon now. a show in church. Do it again. Watch this. I have the power of God. I'm going to cast this demon out of this man right now. It's like almost like a horror show. And I'm not knocking that because sometimes people do need that. But everybody when I got saved I didn't throw up. My head didn't spin. I didn't levitate. Thank you, my brother. But what happened to me? Somebody shout brokenness. He broke my pride. He broke my arrogance. He broke my fear of people. Some of you are still bound by what people think about you. You need deliverance from people, not demons. Oh, this is good teaching. You can't be free because you're so concerned about people and what people think about you. People don't have a heaven or hell to put you in. There's only one person you need to please. That's your Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. That's the key to freedom. Hallelujah. When you fall head over heels, madly in love with God. How did Pastor Omar pioneer this church? Because him plus God equaled victory. 
And he knew coming in here, he didn't have all you folks with him in the beginning. All he had was his wife and his children. But he had a vision from the Lord. He had a passion for his God. And he stayed on his face. He stayed in connection with God. He kept on worshiping God. Then one came. Then ten came. Then a hundred came. And now it keeps on multiplying. And it don't stop. Because God takes us from glory to glory. You got some folks, Isaac, just wondering when this thing is going to cool off. It's not going to cool off. It will never cool off. As long as you're connected to God, he takes you from glory to glory. You're going higher than you've ever been before. And you don't need a prophecy to tell you that. Tell me something good. Well, the Lord says he's going to take you from glory to glory. It's in the Bible already. Amen. Yes, it is. We get all deep. I feel a heavy revy coming on here. I feel God telling me to tell you something. So like Fire Marshal Bill, let me tell you something. Let me tell you something. You're going to catch on fire. You're already on fire. And the, the congregation waiting for something big, right? Rebo, Shango, tie my yellow bow tie. And the Lord would say to you, brother, that you're going to be a 90-day wonder and not a 90-day blumber. What the? And we want all this sensationalism. But God says, all I need you to do is walk with me. Talk with me. Have that intimate personal, private relationship with me. When the music fades and all is stripped away and I simply come wanting just to bring more than just words. Something that'll touch his heart. What touches God's heart? Brokenness. Here's King David, right? Committed adultery, lied, murder, I mean, he was, he, he, was, he was above the law. At least he thought he was. Until the prophet came to him and the prophet said, listen, if you did this to somebody, if somebody came to you, took advantage of the only thing he had, what would you do? David said, I'll kill the fool. The prophet said, you the man. Look at your neighbor and say, are you the man? Are you the woman? Listen, I, I, take every, I take all the blame. It don't matter to me because if it brings me to a place of brokenness, I don't have nothing to hide from you. You know what I don't have nothing to hide from you? I don't have to, I don't have to, be, I don't have to be, be someone to impress you because we're in this together. <laughs> Tell you, neighbor, I, I passed the impress test a long time ago. You don't have to impress nobody. Just be who you are. Amen. He says, you're the man, David. And David had to be broken from all his dependency upon his arrogance and, and his pride. And he came to a place of understanding that the sacrifices of God is not how good you sing, how good you dance, how much money you give, how saved you think you are, but a broken and a contrite heart God will not despise. Oh, I love to see a grown man cry. I, I, I know a lot of y'all just, macho, macho man. I got to be a macho man. I don't know about a macho man. You might be a nacho man. <laughs> I love to break before the Lord. And tears come from my eyes. 
this sounds kind of weird, you know, but, you know, Mary Magdalene, you know, when she broke into the party and tears came from her eyes and she had hair to wash his feet and dry him and all that kind of stuff. I said, God, can I do that? <laughs> God said, no, you can take your head and polish my feet, though. <laughs> I'm being comical, but that's intimacy. Turn your Bible. Let me give you some scripture. Because somebody else said, Pastor, he didn't even give no Bible. Turn your Bible to James. I feel an anointing in this room. I, got, I know I got to quit. How much time I got? Ten minutes? Look at verse number, chapter number four, James. I'm going to try to pour a gallon into a pint. Can I do that? Draw nigh to God. And he will draw near to you. Cleanse your hands, you sinners, and purify your hearts, you double-minded. See, see, a sinner is one thing, but a double-minded person is another thing. You can be saved and double-minded. And God says you got to come to a place of understanding where you're so in tune to what the Spirit of God is doing. That you don't have any doubt in your mind that the presence of the Lord is here. So he says, draw nigh to him. How do we do that? Why do you think I'm going to put some emphasis on this? Yeah, it's good to hear the preaching of the word and the teaching of the word. But some of you folks have gotten so lazy. That's all you want to do is come here and sit like students in a classroom. And there's effort demanded on your part. He says, when you come before his, how do I draw now? When you come before his presence, come with thanksgiving, not your complaints. Nobody knows the trouble I've seen. Thrill is gone. Thrill is gone away. Y'all come here singing the blues. Since salvation left me. And God says, I haven't left you. Stop being double-minded. I'll never leave you, nor will I forsake you. I'll be with you even until the end of the world. He says, what you got to do is thank me. Thank me for what I've already done. So the access is enter his gates now. You go into his gates with thanksgiving. Thank you, Lord. Thank you for saving me. Thank you for healing me. You're not asking for healing. You're thanking him for healing. By his stripes you were healed. Make no mistake about it. I walk in divine healing. I've been diagnosed with all kinds of stuff. But you know what? I shake it off in Jesus' name and keep walking in the word. Somebody say walk in the word. Yes, yeah, so the doctor said you got cancer. What are you going to do? Whose report will you believe? How do you fight cancer? You fight cancer with the word of God. Jesus taught us how to fight with the word. When the devil says, take these stones and turn it into homemade tortillas, Jesus said, I could do it. But man does not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeded out of the mouth. Take the word of God. The doctor said, I got cancer, but I said, by his stripes, watch this, past tense, I was healed. And don't be double-minded. You always got your friends, you know, tell you, well, you know, you better do what the doctor, do what the doctor says. So what? Take a pill, chill. But still keep confessing the word of God. 
until you get enough confidence to understand, hallelujah, if I die, let me die. I'm close. I know I got so much time. I got to close a few minutes. But listen, I remember going through COVID. Remember going through COVID? Everybody been probably with the COVID. And somebody says it's like water off a duck's back now. It don't even matter. But when I went through at that time, I was in the hospital for three days. They was trying to give me all this new plasma stuff and all that kind of stuff. And I, you know, I'm big to Santa. I said, nada. <laughs> I ain't taking nothing. I'm listening to the Holy Spirit. And the person next door, they was taking all that stuff. And in three days, God bought me out of there. They said, you're going to be bound to an oxygen tank. I got the oxygen tank and I had oxygen at the house. Moved into the house. And one night, I came to the conclusion, hallelujah, by his stripes I'm healed. If I die, let me die, believe in God. They had this little thing for me to blow in, to get my lung capacity. I said, what the heck, that ain't doing nothing. I'm still breathing hard. I said, enough is enough. I'm in this isolated room, families around. About one o'clock midnight, I take all that stuff out. And I had a fight with the devil. I said, if I die, let me die. The next morning, I, swe- I don't know what I sweated out. I'm going to sweat out some, some, some kind of infirmity or something. man. But I woke up the next morning with a new attitude. I mean, I was crazy. Somebody said, maybe it was the steroids they gave you. I was crazy. <laughs> I started cleaning the house. I started throwing old clothes away. I, I, I'm, I'm telling you, man, I had a new attitude. I was like patting the bell. I was feeling good from my head to my shoes. I had a new attitude. What do you say, preacher? Sometimes when you go through the valley, you got to go through the shadow of death. And the shadow of death, listen, it's a weapon formed against you, but it can't prosper. A shadow of a gun cannot shoot you. A shadow of a knife cannot stab you. And a shadow of a dog cannot bite you. Lift your hands and say, it's just a shadow. And I came out of that thing, hallelujah, because I believe the word of God. What are you saying, preacher? You don't have to be a Bible scholar for the word to work in your life. Just take one scripture, have enough faith in that scripture, stop being double-minded, and draw nigh to God. Because when God comes in the room, God comes into your car, God comes into your neighborhood, God comes into your house, things begin to happen. It's impossible for you to draw nigh to God and not receive a miracle. It's impossible for you to draw nigh to God. God and not get delivered and set free. How can you draw nigh to a holy God and not be changed? Shout, he changes me. Watch this one scripture and I'm closing for the sake of time. Go to Genesis chapter number three. There's always a point of reference well, you got to always go back to. That's the book of Genesis. Whenever you're having problems and situations in your life as an individual, where the enemy starts messing with your character and trying to tell you who you're not, go, go to the beginning of the book. Because the reason why God created you was because he wanted fellowship. He wanted family. He wanted intimacy with you. Before Adam knew his wife, Adam knew God. We got you singles in here. You're looking for a girlfriend. 
and you need a God friend. You're looking for a boyfriend, you need a God friend. You can't even delight yourself in the Lord. How can he give you the desires of your heart? I didn't come for all this. Just pray for me, brother. That's all. <laughs> when you delight yourself, and a lot of marriage people agree with me on this, we took great pleasure in the things of God. That's why we married. Not because we look good. She's a 10. I was a zero. <laughs> no, I was a hero. You lie. <laughs> You delighted yourself in the Lord, and all of a sudden, God began to beautify you in the beauty of holiness. And the woman that used to look at you crazy started looking, looking at you with Google eyes because she wanted a man to God. She didn't want no gigolo, <laughs> she wanted a man to God. That's what Isaac had. He had a, such a relationship with God. His wife swept his wife off, off her feet. He just, he just came in went like this. She fell down. <laughs> he gives you the desires of your heart. Because you are so connected to God. Listen to me, folks. We are in this building but how deep is your relationship with God? You know the reason why we come together? We come to edify, exhort, and bring words of comfort to one another. But your lifestyle is not in church. Your lifestyle is outside of church. Can I ask you a question? What are you doing when you're not in church? Video game. Social media. Instagram, my gram, your gram, everybody got a gram. <laughs> and I've heard people use this excuse. Well, I'm lonely. Uh, that's an excuse. There's a friend that sticks closer than a brother. It's called the Holy Spirit. You got access to a friend. That sticks closer than a brother. That's deeper than blood. He's spiritual. Oh, Y'all go sit back down. I got two more hours to preach. Nah, no, just kidding. <laughs> Notice what it says here, and I'm closing. And in the process of time, no, verse number eight. And they heard the voice of the Lord God walking in the garden and the cool of the day and Adam and his wife hid themselves from the presence of the Lord amongst the trees in the garden watch this so here's a beautiful relationship God comes down in the cool of the day they didn't have no streaming they didn't have no worship team no lights camera and action but they had sweet communion God came to them God created an environment called the Garden of Eden where only purity can stay there. And Adam and Eve was in a place of perfection. And God comes, talks with them, worships with them, loves them, adores them. 
bless them, honor them. And that place of intimacy was ruined because of the enemy messing with their image. You got all you need. Don't let the devil mess with your image. Listen, you may not shout like me, worship like me, but your identity in Christ is your identity in Christ. I need about 10 people to lift your hands and say, I am what I am by the grace of God. Here's the devil. The problem is you're not like God because if you were like God, he wouldn't hide this stuff from you. Isn't that amazing how the devil deals with us? God knows that when you eat of this, you'll be like God. They were already like God. They were his children, his family. What are you saying, preacher? Don't allow yourself to be intimidated by nobody and no one and no demon in hell. Stand on your feet all over this room. I got to quit. But I need you to make this confession right now. Say, there is no condemnation to me because I live in Christ Jesus. I live in the anointing. I move in the anointing. I exist in the anointing. It's his anointing that has broken the yokes of bondage off of my life. And because he has set me free. I am free indeed. I am free to sing. I am free to shout. I am free to roar. I am free in Jesus' name. And I give God all the glory. I give God all the praise in Jesus' name. Now clap your hands and praise God. I want you to do hell, hell, Thanks so much for listening to this message from Reach Church Paramount. To stay connected with us, follow us on Instagram or Facebook at Reach Paramount. To give and support this podcast and ministry, visit our website at reachparamount.com slash give.